The Emperor has foreseen a new threat rising against him. The children of the Force. They must not become Jedi. Yes, Lord Vader. Welcome to Episode 3 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. My name is Al Nowatsky. I'm the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm eight. I'm Leo, and I'm six. Cool. So, what sort of Star Warsy stuff have we been up to this week, guys? Anna? Um, we... Daddy has been buying some stuff for the raffle. Oh, yes, we're doing... At school. That's right. At the school fun fair, we're going to do a raffle. And Children of the Force is going to donate uh, a, a little basket full of Star Wars stuff. Yes, Leo? Um... And also, um, Daddy gave me a little pot, a little car, which was a Darth Vader Star Wars car. That's right. Yeah. And he has one, a Yoda car for the raffle. Mm-hmm. Yoda car. And tomorrow I'm going to pick up some books at the Red Balloon Bookshop. And we're gonna, I'm going to hopefully try to get some action figures if there ever gets to be good action figures at Target. And there still isn't. I was there today, and it was there was just not that many there, and it was really annoying. Uh, but yes, Liam, you got the Darth Vader uh, Matchbox car, right? And you drew a picture of it, and it was really awesome. And actually, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to scan that picture in, and it'll be up on the website uh, for this podcast. I'm going to post on the website uh, a little blog post about this podcast and put some links in there, and we'll have links in the show notes too, but I'm also going to have some photos uh, some images of Liam, the Darth Vader car that you drew, and maybe some other Star Wars drawings that you've done recently. You do so many of them, I kind of want to put them online so people can enjoy them. Oh, you defaced you defaced a, a stormtrooper in the in the style of Sabine. With the, putting that big X over the stormtrooper, I wanted to scan that in. And I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we've been up to, we also read the first Leia comic, issue one, and we're going to be reviewing that issue later on in the episode. Yes, Anna? That's what I was going to say. Actually, I think we're going to review Leia issue two also. We're going to review issue one and two in our review section of the podcast. We haven't read issue two yet. Through the magic of podcasting in between now and the review section, we're going to read issue two of the Princess Leia comic even though it's not going to sound like we did that. Cool. So we also watched the Zero the Hut arc on the Clone Wars, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did you guys think of that? Good. Was that the end of it? That was the end of the arc, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Size Noodles, spoiler alert for Clone Wars. If you haven't seen it yet, you might not want to, maybe you want to skip a minute ahead or something. But yeah, when Size Noodles kills Zero and Cad Bane escapes, and yeah, I mean, that's... That's the end of that arc. Zero's dead, and but Size Size Noodles sold the the journal to Jabba the Hutt. I really thought there was going to be more. I thought the Jedi were going to like fight for the journal or something. Oh no, no. I guess Jabba just has that journal of all the Hutt's misdeeds. What did you think of the Zero arc, Liam? Um, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. That first episode was a little weird when three PO and R two went out for the Jogan fruit. Right. I think it's Yogan. I think, do they pronounce it Yogan on Rebels? But they pronounced it Jogan on Coruscant. Different 
different planets have different pronunciations, I guess. Yeah. Kind of like how different parts of the like world pronounce words differently. Like Leia. Leia and Leah. Yeah, Leia and Lando and... Lando. <laughs> Actually, no, Lando's Babylon 5. Uh, different fandoms have different pronunciations, too. Yeah, no. Anyway, so yeah, that's what we were up to. I was thinking of maybe recording a uh, Reaction Core episode for the Zero arc, but I didn't think it was quite good enough to make it. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe when we get to the Night Sisters arc, we can do a Reaction Core episode for that. That one's pretty intense. <laughs> Anna's shying away from the microphone now because she's afraid of the Night Sisters. Mother Talzin's voice is so scary. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> yes, Liam? Uh, it's also funny. When Zero got out of his cage, and he's like, Oh, it's so quiet! Oh, yeah. It's just like that. That's so funny. <laughs> and then the culture was just like, Oh my god. <laughs> That's so funny. That is, that is what the clone trooper said. Yeah, that was really funny. The clone troopers are like, oh, this guy. So glad to be rid of him. <laughs> yeah, he's so annoying. And then, yeah, he is. oh, he's so annoying to listen to. And I think that they were just like, <laughs> the writers of the Clone Wars were like, oh, you think he's annoying? Wait till you hear Sai Snoodles. And then they have Sai Snoodles and Zero talking back and forth, and I'm like, oh, I cannot handle the amount of annoying voices. Same with me. <laughs> I was like, oh, when's this conversation going to end? <laughs> yeah. Me too. The Star Wars had to be all love talk. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, there's so much love talk in Star Wars, uh, right? That's all they ever talk uh, about. Yeah, like at the starting of the first episode of the Zero arc. Mm. Um, Anakin and Padme at the starting. Oh, which yeah. I the last. And now, in the in the last episode of Zero Arc, now Zero and Nice Noodle are talking. Yeah. In weird voice. <laughs> oh, and that Zero the Hutts arc also was the first time you guys really had any exposure to Quinlan Voss. Mm-hmm. Right? That's really the first time you saw him, which is pretty cool. We're going to actually be talking about Quinlan Voss. Uh, well, let's talk about him right now. There's a novel coming out with Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress, where they team up. I'm actually going to read you. You know, it's it's not quite the news segment yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna read you the uh, the description of this book because I think it's pretty cool. Here's the description that they released: uh, the only way to bring down the dark side's most dangerous warrior may be for Jedi and Sith to join forces. So this is like the, kind of like, almost like the trailer, right? Like, tells you kind of what it's about. For Dark Disciple is the name of the book. And remember, you guys have seen this cover, right? With Quinlan Boss and Asajj Ventress, and Ventress so. has some hair. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it says, In the war for control of the galaxy between the armies of the Dark Side and the Republic, former Jedi Master turned ruthless Sith Lord Count Dooku has grown ever more brutal in his tactics. Despite the powers of the Jedi and the military prowess of their clone army, the sheer number of fatalities is taking a terrible toll. Okay, I'm going to skip a little bit of this. But then it says, uh, so Dooku's really dangerous, so the Jedi Council makes the bold decision to bring both sides of the Force's power to bear. Pairing brash Jedi Knight Quinlan Voss with infamous one-time Sith acolyte Asajj Ventress. Though Jedi distrust for the cunning killer who once served at Dooku's side still runs deep, Ventress's hatred for her former master runs deeper. So she's 
she wants revenge, and actually we haven't quite gotten to that part of the Clone Wars, but I think you already know about it, because we did watch that Ahsoka arc when she yeah. was on the run, and Ventress helped her out. Mm -hmm. So you guys know... Spoiler that, alert! Yeah, yeah, whatever. You guys know, <laughs> you know that Dooku told Ventress that she wasn't, he didn't want her anymore. You know, like she obviously went on, on her own, yeah. So yeah, um... It looks like it's going to be pretty cool. So I'm glad that, you know, we know a little bit of Quinlan Voss. And actually, this book is based on eight episodes. An eight-episode arc that was going to be, was going to span, I think, season six and seven. Or maybe even seven and eight of the Clone Wars, if they got that far. So this is like episodes that would have been in the Clone Wars, but instead they're writing them in book form. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? And about a week ago, I put up that interview that we did with Annie Stoll. And that's been, that's been really cool, and we've been getting some good feedback on that. And she's actually going to be joining us later in this episode for our question and answer council. So stay tuned for that. And finally, some other Star Wars stuff that we've been doing this week is voting in the This Is Madness tournament. That's been pretty fun, huh, guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really so fun. you've been taking turns voting, or we maybe vote once on the computer and once on my phone. Um... And really cool was that Ahsoka, Ventress, and Sabine all got in. They all won their play-ins, which was pretty yeah, great. Yeah, but R2 is now beating Sabine because R2's on 70-something and Sabine is only on 20-something. Yeah, R2 is beating Sabine. I think he's going to win. All right, let's head on over to the news. Uh, da -da! A couple episodes ago, we started with a sad story, uh, the death of Leonard Nimoy, and this week we're going to lead off with a story that could have been sad, but instead has us breathing sighs of relief. And I can't remember if I told you guys this. Harrison Ford, Han Solo himself, uh, crashed a plane into a golf course. He lived. Yeah. I know. <laughs> that was a sigh from Anna, in case no one heard it. Uh, and he should recover. But he did. He broke like a rib or, I don't know, was it a rib? A sternum, right? And um, part uh, his ankle, I think, again. Actually, he broke his ankle when he was working on The Force Awakens also. Um, but yeah, so we're just really, really happy. Oh, um, I think a door of the Millennium Falcon landed on his foot. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't laugh. He broke his ankle. make a habit of laughing at other people's misfortunes but that was a genuine response that you had to yes it's funny because it's like on the falcon like it's actually a door <laughs> i think i don't know if they said for sure that it was a millennium falcon door but it was a door anyway he lived and he actually walked away from this crash he, he did a really good job of crash landing the plane and he went to a golf course instead of you know doing it where people live he meant right to. Well, he, yeah, he knew he was going to crash, so he flew up to the golf course and crashed there where there weren't houses and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, he's an actual pilot, you know, not just the pilot of the Millennium wow. Falcon, you know, know, but he, oh, yeah, he, he's a, he's a good pilot. So, so that's, that's something big that happened. Uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we're really happy that he's okay. And I know that Han Solo, Harrison Ford would never actually listen to this podcast. If he does, that'd be very amazing. But just in case he ever listens to this. I think we can all say 
Sorry for that. Sorry for the crash. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not sorry. We're glad he's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm assuming he's not going to die in The Force Awakens. We want to see him in the next movie, right? Right. Right. But also we're glad he's okay because, you know, he's a person and we don't want him to be right. hurt or die. Yeah, but we right. don't want the... Uh, we also don't want The F- Force Awakens to be messed up because they already said <laughs> that Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Chewbacca, and C-3PO and R2-D2 well, all there, uh, but then Han might not be there. Well, yeah, well, yeah. we'll probably find another actor, but oh, I don't think they would. They would probably just say in between the movies he died. I don't. They couldn't replace him. They couldn't find another actor who. Okay, could we do what really Harrison need Ford to does. say sorry about this thing. Sorry. Yeah. No, we're good. Really sorry. We're good. So, also in the news, uh, twenty books have been announced, and that they will be released uh, in the lead-up to The Force Awakens. 20 books. Now, not all of them are going to be novels. Uh, Some of them are going to be sticker books, probably a visual guide, maybe. Like the Clone Wars sticker book that you have upstairs, Liam, maybe, yep. And it's going to be called The Journey to Star Wars The Force Awakens, right? So, some of them are going to be novels, uh, sticker books, early reader books, uh, middle-grade reader books uh yeah so anyway we're gonna um we're gonna talk about those i think next week um it's not really breaking news that this happened that they that they released this it's been out for about a week or so and just uh because there's so much to talk about i think we're gonna go through the books next week and we'll just talk about whether or not you know we're excited about them and and everything okay Okay? now you guys saw the cover for that one book right where there was the death star and it said uh, the war is not over that was pretty cool yeah Aftermath is the name of that book. I think that's going to be the big, like, Star Wars novel that leads into The Force Awakens. And that's actually the first of a trilogy of books. So that's, I think that's going to be the big one. But there's going to be a lot of other books that also kind of help out, you know, help us uh, realize what's been going on in the galaxy and stuff like that. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about those books more in depth uh, next next show, I think. Now, uh, Brian Young wrote an article on Big Shiny Robot. That's a website. Isn't that a great name for a website? Yeah. <laughs> Big Shiny Robot. Funny. Uh, pointing out that the upcoming Star Wars novel, Lords of the Sith, which is about, like, Vader and the Emperor. It's about other things, too. And actually, Cham Syndulla is going to be in it. Cham? Uh, mm-hmm. Who's that? Hera's dad. What if we get to see Hera in it? What if we see Hera in it? That'd be pretty cool. So anyway, so this takes place in between episodes three and four, this this novel, Lords of the Sith. It's going to contain a lesbian character whose name is Moff Moors. So she's a Moff, and her last name is Moors, like Moff Tarkin, Grand Moff Tarkin, right? And this is the first time in Star Wars canon that there's been a character who is uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, right? So this is pretty big news, right? That that this is like a canon character, and she's a woman, and she's married to a woman. How cool is that? What do you guys think about that? Cool. Yeah, what do you think of We have a friend that has two moms. That's right. We do. Yeah. And I know some other some other families that have two moms. Too. I know two. Yeah. So, right. So we're just happy that, you know, Star Wars um, expands its diversity and includes all sorts of people in this fictional world. I mean, yeah, it's a fictional world, but it also reflects our world, right? 
there are men, men, and there are women, and there are also aliens, but there are male aliens and female aliens. It only makes sense that some of the males in Star Wars would like men, and some of the females would like women, because that's how, that's how our world is, and, you know, how do you, you when, when people create fictional universes, right, they do it to tell us something about our universe. A lot of science fiction, it tells us things about us, about real people, right? Yes, Anna? There are probably some aliens that are non-gender. There probably are. You know, I can almost guarantee you that there are, and I I can name a few people who probably could name those aliens for us. <laughs> who? I bet uh, I bet Dan Wallace could tell us mm -hmm. if there's any aliens. <laughs> yeah, you think so, too? Um, any aliens who don't have a gender? I bet I uh, Jason like Fry. I bet Jason Fry could tell us. He, he's the author of those Zara Leonis books, but he's also written a lot of other Star Wars books, and he's, he knows a lot about Star Wars. I just realized something. What? John William is William John. <laughs> John Williams, the composer. Yeah. And Liam's middle actual, name is Liam's actual name is William, and his middle name is John. Yeah. Wow. I wish that I I could say that I planned that, but I didn't. <laughs> That's, I was going to ask you, did you actually um, take it from that? But I was almost sure no, because our grandpa's name is William. That's right. He's so, named after yeah. he's named after my dad, yeah. That's so funny, Anna. And it's I love how that just came out of nowhere, and you said it, even though we weren't talking about John Williams. <laughs> uh, so that's great. And Star Wars is making progress. And there's a lot of people who are saying great. More, Way yes. more people are saying great than saying boo. Right? Yeah, Way more people. people. So that's good news. Unfortunately, the author of Lords of the Sith has made some unfortunate like statements about what it means to be a man. And he isn't the nicest person to fans who tell him that he's being offensive. So even though he created this, you know, character, that doesn't mean that he necessarily is, you know, a really progressive person. Maybe he is. I don't, I don't know him. I'm sure he's a nice guy, you know. Um, but it's kind of complicated, right, when the author of a story might not be as progressive as the story itself, right? So yay for diversity, but um, it just kind of makes, makes it harder when the author of that diversity is less than progressive. Uh, there's an essay actually written in 1967 called The Death of the Author by a man named Roland Barthes. And in the essay, he says that a reader should not think about the author and who he or she is or what he or she intended, right? So when you're reading a book, this essay said, it shouldn't matter who the author is. It should just matter what you're reading. And you shouldn't take who the author is into account, right? You should just leave that out of it. What do you think about that, Anna? I like it. You like that idea? Because I love to read. Mm-hmm. Liam's really getting the hang of it. I'm not sure if he loves to read, though. Maybe not yet, huh? But you're getting there. Yeah? No. What? No. <laughs> Sounded like the Emperor there. No. 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 It is you who I'm mistaken. Anyway, Anna, you really love to read, so you like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and you don't want to have to think about who the author is necessarily when you're reading. Mm -mm. You know, if that author is someone who, you know, does things you disagree with, you're still going to read the story and enjoy it. Instead, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that Paul Kemp is a bad person. I'm really, really not. 
Okay, but I think it's an important question to talk about. So uh, I tend to to agree with that essay, but but then again, I don't want to like give my money to someone who maybe isn't doing things that I don't like, right? So if I'm giving my money to buy this book, am I supporting the author of the book, even though I might disagree with some things the author says, you know? So I'm going to buy the book. <laughs> of course I'm going to buy the book. Uh, but I do want the publishers at Del Rey and the people at Lucasfilm to know that I have my reservations, and I have them on behalf of my kids too, right? But I think, again, we don't yeah. want to lose the fact that this is great that there's a lesbian character in canon, right? We, we don't want to lose that in all of this. But at the same time, yeah. you know, we got to look at the, we got to look at all the angles, right? Mm -hmm. so. Yep. All right. So on to more obviously happy news <laughs> instead of this kind of muddy, unhappy, sort of happy news, right? Um, I mean, it's happy news with a little bit of undertone of unhappiness. Anyway, this is all happy. The title of the first standalone movie. Do you remember it? Who wants to say it? Oh, have you forgotten? Rogue One. Rogue One. Rogue One. Liam, you Rogue One. So, the Rogue Squadron, right, is a pretty established thing in Star Wars. Now, in canon, Rogue Squadron was just on Hoth. It was the, the pilots who flew the snowspeeders. And also the X-Wings, I think, because there were X-Wings on Hoth, and they all flew away after the Battle of Hoth, right? So we can assume that Rogue Squadron also was flying X-Wings. In Legends, right, in the Legends books and stuff, it's revealed that Rogue Squadron was also in the Death Star 2 attack. And that kind of makes sense, because Wedge mm -hmm. is in that attack, right? And Wedge was in Rogue Squadron on Hoth. So we can kind of assume that Rogue Squadron attacked the Death Star, maybe. So... The movie is directed by Gareth Edwards, who directed the last Godzilla movie. Yeah, which was pretty cool. Anna, would you like to say something about Godzilla? Creepy. <laughs> awesome! Anna, for the record, in case no one heard it, Anna said creepy, and she's hiding under the table. And Liam said awesome. Uh, but neither of them have seen it. I did see it, and I thought it was awesome. I was kind of hoping that the first standalone movie would be about the Zillow Beast, since Gareth Edwards has experience directing big Ooh. monsters. But, but Rogue One probably means it's about pilots and what they're up to, right? And then it was also announced that Felicity Jones is going to be at least one of the main actors in the movie, if not the star of the movie. So... That's pretty awesome. She might be Rogue One. She might be Rogue One. I sure hope so. That would be so cool. And they don't know. A we don't. Rogue One. Yeah. So cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we don't know when this is. Is this the beginning of Rogue Squadron? Back before Empire Strikes Back? Is this going to take place after the destruction of the second Death Star and Rogue Squadron? Some people think maybe it's Rogue Squadron helping to take back Coruscant from the Empire. Yeah. Take back Coruscant? Well, sure. The Empire. Oh, right. You know? Right. Yeah. So that would be a big the battle. battle over Coruscant. Yeah, it'd be like the second battle over Coruscant, because the first one was at the end of Episode 3. Or, sorry, at the beginning of Episode 3, right? Mm -hmm. And now this would be like the Rebel Alliance taking back Coruscant, mm -hmm. which is something that did happen in Legends. Mm -hmm. It'd be kind of cool if they, they had that happen in, uh, in canon as well. Speaking of Rogue One, 
it was revealed that John Williams is not going to be composing the music for Rogue One. What? What? Yeah. Well, his name is Alexander Desplat, and he said in an interview that he's going to be the one composing Rogue One's score. Uh, so we're going to talk about this more in our next episode, but uh, for now, what do you guys think of this? Uh, do you think the music will be as good as John Williams's music? Do you think no. it'll be totally different, or do you think he'll still use some of the classic John Williams themes from the first six Star Wars movies? Anna? Classic John Williams themes. You'll think it, maybe some. I think he might do. He might do some of his own. Totally oh. different. You think it's going to be totally different, Liam? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of agree with Liam. I, I think. Uh, I think he might be totally. I don't know. It'll be really hard. It's going to be hard to watch a Star Wars movie without the Star Wars theme in it. If if he does that. Um, but I think we could get used to it. I think there's going to be a lot about the first standalone movie and maybe all of the standalone movies that we're going to have to get used to. I think it's going to be really different. I mean, I think The Force Awakens is going to be really different. But I think the standalones are going to be really, really, really different. That's three reallys instead of just one. Finally, we're huge fans of Free Comic Book Day here at Children of the Force. And do you know who else is a huge fan of Free Comic Book Day? Mm-mm. Mark Hamill. <laughs> Luke Skywalker himself. Yes. He recorded a video promoting this glorious day. And here is some audio from that video. I'm just going to play it for you real quick here. Wait, first, um... Oh, yeah? Can you go to the, uh... Where is he going to go? Oh, you mean, like, which comic book location is he going to go? I don't know, but I don't think he lives anywhere near Minnesota, so I don't... Yeah, you want to meet him there? Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Boho! Boho! Okay, well, let's play that video clip really okay. quick here. Hi, everybody. Mark Hamill here, lifelong comic book fan, and I have four magic words for you. Free comic book day. It's coming up May 2nd, the first Saturday in May. Go to www.freecomicbookday.com to find a participating store near you. There's over 2,000 stores to choose from and so many titles available. Funny comic books, scary comic books, Comic books based on your favorite cartoon characters. Comic books based on your favorite TV show. And don't buy them over the internet. Where's the fun in that? You gotta get out. Experience the community that is the fan world. And maybe see some titles you never dreamed that you wanted. And in the meantime, keep watching The Flash. There's some incredible episodes coming up, including my return as the trickster. So have a great free comic book day. So yeah, there's Mark Hamill telling you to go to Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, pretty awesome, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah in a funny way. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty funny. I have to agree with him about going to the comic book store. I mean, I'm I I, I will occasionally order something online or just download it onto the Nook, right? Download the comic, mm-hmm. but there is nothing quite like going to that comic book store. And we have a couple of really great comic book stores in mm-hmm. St. Paul. Yeah, and meeting other people, right? We ran into. Someone that we knew at the comic book store just a couple days ago and had a great conversation with him and with his son. And he was there picking up a Wonder Woman comic. I was there picking up a Princess Leia comic. Well, two of them. So, free comic book day. We're going to be talking more about free comic book day in the future uh, as it gets closer. Uh, But for now, comic books, yay! And we'll link to that video in the show notes, too. 
And we'll have a link to Free Comic Book Day also, where you can find the participating stores. So we're going to have a new segment of the news called Canon News, where we talk about things that happen in canon that are news. For example, in the first book uh, of the new canon, A New Dawn, uh, coffee is called calf. Now that's something that happened in Legends, but we weren't sure that it was canon, right? So here is Anna to sing our canon news song, which will introduce our canon news segment. The canon news song, yeah, the canon news song, yeah. In canon news today, according to the first Darth Vader comic book put out by Marvel, it takes one day to travel from Coruscant to Tatooine via hyperspace. This has been Canon News. The Canon News song, yeah, the Canon News song, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's have a joke. Laugh it up, fuzzball. What is Darth Vader's favorite dessert? I don't know. What is Darth Vader's favorite dessert? Did you make it up? I just made it up today, but I would not be surprised if that joke has already been told somewhere at some point. I could probably find it on the internet if I really wanted to, I bet. Okay, let's get on to our review of the Princess Leia comics issues one and two. So there's Darth Maul telling us that everything is awesome, and we use the word awesome quite a bit in this podcast, at least yeah. I know I do. Um, Liam, can you tell us where that, that clip came from of Darth Maul singing awesome? It came from this Lego, this Lego, um, Lego, um, Star Wars episode. Mm-hmm. And what happens? Darth Maul ignites his lightsaber? And then, and then he spins around so fast that it turns into tons of blades. <laughs> six of them come out, I think. Yeah, six yeah. of them come out. And, <laughs> yeah. And then he sings, and that's when he sings awesome. And then he opens the door, and he's like, Hi, Wheezy, to Darth Vader. <laughs> he calls Darth Vader Wheezy, yeah. Okay, anyway, on to our review of Princess Leia 1 and 2. Okay, so these this is a this is a comic that's put out by Marvel. It's a mini series, which means there's going to be five issues. I think they said five total. <laughs> Only five, I know. It should be ongoing like it Darth Vader. Should, it should be like three hundred. Maybe not that much, but maybe like thirty or something. Yeah. I would say three thousand. Three thousand? You would like there to be 3,000 issues? Yep. Okay. I would like to see more Leia comics also, because I, I really like these. Um, and also there should be more women stuffy. More women stuffy? 
<laughs> just to tell you that means stuff. Oh, is that long for stuff? <laughs> so in Princess Leia, it begins right where episode four ends. What did you guys think about that? To cool. see, yeah, cool, Leah. Well, cool, and also, um, when he was reading the book, Tui said, "Ah!" Like he did his voice, and he mm. said something I don't know what it was. Um, and after, um, after he said, "Ah!" and screamed. Because that's what happens, and there's this video where that's what happens. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The kids like the video, and I do too. I think it's hilarious. The the Star Wars minus John Williams throne room uh, YouTube video. I will link to that in the show notes, because it's very funny. It's basically the whole throne room scene without (laughs) Without the music, music, but also like (laughs) when Chewie Chewie roars, it's just some guy screaming. So, it's very funny and really odd. <laughs> anyway, so this starts off where episode four leaves, or this starts <laughs> off where episode four left off. And we see that Leia is being told by Dodonna that she needs to just relax and just be sad and don't try to do anything. And what does Leia say about that, Anna? Not at all. <laughs> yeah, Leia kind of took my 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 saying, but... Yeah. Um, I was going to say, she kind of felt a little bit mad about that. Mm. More than a little bit. More than a little bit, yeah. 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 She, and, and, you know, I think he, he was trying to be nice to her, Mm -hmm. right? But he wasn't listening to what she was saying either. She was saying, I don't want to do that. I want to do something. A lot of times when people are really sad about something, doing something helps them feel better about it. Or at least it gives them a sense of purpose, right? She wants to help, and helping will help her feel better. So if he really wanted her to feel better, he should listen to her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so far we haven't really spoiled anything. I should say that we're talking about these comics, and we're going to be talking about different things that happened in them. So, you know, if you haven't read the comics yet, I suggest that you go out and buy them um, and read them before you listen to this. But if you're not going to read them and you just kind of want to hear what happened... Uh, you know, we're not going to give the whole plot away and everything, but, you know, we're, we're, we're going to spoil some stuff, I suppose. So, but if you're not going to read them, then listen to this and, you know, you'll kind of get the gist of it. So I actually have the comics here and I was going to just, uh, page through and see a few things that we can talk about here. Uh, one thing that I, I thought was really cool was that we saw flashbacks in issue two. We saw more of them. But we saw flashbacks of Leia when she was young. And uh, and we saw that she is resisting being the queen. Being the queen one day, right? Or she doesn't want to live the life of a princess and of a queen. She wants to be where the action is. And that actually reminded me of a movie that we watched before. Um, and you guys both dressed up as this character for Halloween one year. Oh. What? Brave. Brave, yeah, it reminded me of Brave, of Merida in Brave, where her mom was trying to get her to be all, you know, act proper like a princess, and uh, and then, you know, because one day she will be a queen, and Bail Organa is kind of saying the same thing to Leia, but I think that he's 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 right in a way, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but Leia, you know, is talking, and again, 
not necessarily being listened to as much as she should be, right? But I think Bail Organa, he comes off as a really nice dad, I think, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you know, he's firm, right? He, he knows what, he thinks he knows what's best for her. He's going to try to do that. But Leia is, you know, well, she does what any kid should do, right? She says, no, I want to do this instead. <laughs> what any kid does, not what any kid should do. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's just what kids do. Yeah. I don't know. But she's about like a teenager in this flashback. Yeah, yeah. And she's, you know, she does sit alone and feel sad, doesn't she? She's just doing it on a ship on her way to go help people. But she does have a nice moment here where she feels like really sad and she feels like she failed. She failed Bail Organa. So Princess Leia meets Yvonne, who is another Alderanian who survived because she wasn't on Alderaan when Alderaan blew up. Uh, what did you guys think of Yvonne? Anna, what did you think of her? At first she was kind of nice, and then she kind of kind of was weird about her because she, was, she wasn't... It's hard to explain because she kind of wanted to, like, treat her not like a normal person, like a princess. Mm -hmm. She wanted to treat her as royalty, but yeah. Leia didn't want that. So mm. Yvonne treated her kind of weirdly. Yeah, that's true. Yes, Liam, you got an idea on um, that? You see in the book mm -hmm. that Yvonne has kind of tannish hair? Yeah. And um, um, Leia is fighting with this girl that kind of has red hair, kind of tannish. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's Yvonne. Oh, no, I don't I don't know. That hair is very red. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's Yvonne, because I don't think Leia had met her before. But I see who you're talking about, Liam. The, there's this this girl who maybe is a little bit older than Leia uh, in one of the flashbacks on Alderaan, and they're sparring, right? They're kind of practicing sword fighting. And uh, they don't name this person. And I'm really curious who that is. Is that someone who kind Me of... Too helped Leia in her combat skills, or maybe she's a friend of Leia's. Um, I'm not sure. I wonder if we'll ever learn what her name is. In in Legends, there's a woman named Winter, and I don't know too much about Winter because I haven't read all the books that she was in. Um, but some people are saying that Yvonne is sort of like Winter. Um, but I wonder whether or not in, in the canon, the new canon continuity, maybe this person will be Winter. I'm not sure. Mm. Or someone based on Winter. I don't think they would call her Winter, because that's a little bit too much exactly the, like. The red-haired girl the red that hair. was fighting with her. Yeah. Because you said this person. Oh, yeah, right. You're right, yeah. The red-haired girl, yeah. So, Princess Leia and Yvonne, against Dodonna's wishes, right? Dodonna wants, like, it's like chasing. He's, Dodonna sends Wedge and Luke after Leia when she leaves Yavin. And of course they're evacuating Yavin because the Empire knows that they're still there. And Luke and Wedge are, you know, trying to stop Leia and Yvonne from getting into hyperspace. Uh, but they trick they trick Wedge and Luke and they get to hyperspace and where are they going? Yeah. Naboo and also Yvonne tricked them. She had a plan all along. Oh that was Yvonne, you're right. It was not Leia. Yep. That's right. That was really cool. And that's kind of one of the ways that she earned Princess Leia's trust, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So 
So they're on their way to Naboo. Now, when they get to Naboo, we see Princess Leia reacting to a stained glass window, it looks like, of Padme, of Queen Amidala, in full Queen Amidala dress. And could you explain what happens, Anna? Leia kind of felt like, um, like Padme, Queen Amidala, slash Queen Amidala, Mm -hmm. kind of moved her head and looked at her. Yeah. Like she saw her move her head and look at her. Even though it was a stained glass window, obviously her head wasn't moving. So what do you think this means about Leia? Liam, what do you think this could mean? That Leia saw that she has the force? Do you think that was something that the force can do? Make someone see something like that that no one else can see? Yeah. 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 But she didn't, she just kind of brushed it off, didn't she? Mm -hmm. She said, oh, that was weird. And then she didn't think much about it after that. I don't. I wonder if we're going to see any more of that, any more of her wondering who that person was and in that stained glass window and why she appeared to look at her. Because I think we will, because they don't just, most writers don't just do a, like, a subject to that, oh my gosh, I hope they're going to release that. I think they are. And then they don't, they don't even talk about it anymore. Hmm. Right. You're you're hoping that that they do something with mm-hmm. it. That they don't just that they didn't just put that in there and then not do anything with it later. Mm-hmm. I hope so too. Although it's a mini series, there's only three issues left. I think so. Uh, I don't know. They might not. But maybe in like a Princess Leia, the Princess Leia book that's coming out. Uh, one of the books, one of the new books, is about Princess Leia. Maybe there will be a little more about that type of Force vision. That she has, right? They'll keep dropping clues, right? And then maybe in The Force Awakens, we'll see exactly what type of Force user she becomes, right? I that would be kind of cool. Really? Yeah. Do you guys think that this book, that these books, these comic books, were written for kids or for adults? Do you think it's super kid-friendly or, or something that is mostly something adults would be interested in? I think it's kind of... Like, everyone can enjoy it. I think the writer meant it, meant it to be fun for all ages. Teenagers. You think teenagers, Liam? Teenagers. Well, did you two enjoy it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe the writer was writing for teenagers. Hmm. Now, I didn't feel like these two books had quite the amount of action, especially the first one, um, that, that most Star Wars comics have. For example, in... In Darth Vader, the first Darth Vader one, there was a lot of action. There were whole pages without any words, and it was just Darth Vader, like, in Jabba's palace, you know, deflecting bolts and stuff. Yeah. And and this these, these comics, these Princess Leia comics, they have a lot of words. A lot of words, and a lot of, like, emotions, and they're really uh, kind of complicated comics, which I think, I don't know, I, I personally, I like that. What do you guys think about it? Do you, do you like comic books with... With more action or more words? What do you think? Hmm. Mm, I kind of think... I really, really like... Um, I really like a lot of words. And I don't like too much action. I kind of like it in the middle. Hmm. Like, maybe a little more than the second Princess Leia comic. A little more action than that? Yeah, a oh. little more than the second one. 
How about you, Liam? Action and the words at the same time. And That's equal amounts. Like yeah. yeah. I mean, like, if someone was fighting somebody, they would be saying it. Something mm. well in Oh, oh, literally at the same time. I, I see. I understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was my one. The one thing I didn't like about Darth Vader is I felt like there was too much action in that first issue and not enough words. Um, I feel like they could have done more with the pages that they had if they didn't wait, you know, not waste. I guess not waste, but they didn't have spend two whole pages on on Darth Vader deflecting blaster bolts. That seemed a little excessive to me. Yeah, because that's what he did. Yeah, he did. And, you know, it was kind of cool to see him in action, but, eh, it didn't really advance the plot that much. And, and I feel like maybe just a couple panels could have done the same thing. Anna? I think we're going to talk about the art, too. Oh, yeah. What did you think about the art? It was it was pretty different from, from the Star Wars comic and the Darth Vader comic, huh? It's... Not as realistic as them, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, like, the way they kind of smear it. They kind, they of, kind smear of smear it. it? Do you feel like, like, here, I'm going to show you, like, this, this picture of Princess Leia here, this drawing. Do you feel like that looks like Carrie Fisher? At least Carrie Fisher, you know, back in episode four days. I think the colors mm -hmm. are, like, pretty good. Yeah. But, like, the, the type of... But the type of thing they use to draw it and like the way they draw it mm -hmm. is very different. Mm. It's kind of stylized, right? Yeah. It's not like lifelike. It kind of looks smooth. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe kind of like a statue. Hmm, sure. I feel like uh like but that. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like she looks like Princess Leia, but not necessarily like Carrie Fisher. I can tell. I, I'm never confused of whether or not that's Princess Leia, right? But I think it's like the hair and just something about the face that doesn't look exactly like Carrie Fisher. I don't think they were trying to make it look exactly like Carrie Fisher, but she still looks like Princess Leia. Yeah? That's kind of how I feel about it. What do you think, Liam, about whether or not it looks like Leia or Carrie Fisher? I think it looks like Leia, but... But, like, the colors, I think, but I think it's more kind of different, like what I said. Mm. Kind of cartoony. Yeah. Sort yeah. of, right? Yeah. Kind of looking like a statue. Yeah. Like, think about, um, think about, like, the Clone Wars cartoon, right? How Obi-Wan looks. He doesn't look like Ewan McGregor, but you can still tell that it's Obi-Wan Kenobi, mm -hmm. right? So I think that's kind of how they're how they're going with with this comic. So yeah, we I, I like the art. It took a little bit of getting used to, but I like it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so next next month we're gonna probably buy Princess Leia three, but we're definitely gonna buy Kanan the first Kanan because I really want to. Coming out next, next month. Next month, yes. All right. So um, scale of one to five. One star to five star. What do you guys give this comic? These two, these two issues of Princess Leia. One star to five star? Five the best. Four. Four? Liam? This is usually unusual. I usually do it more than Anna, but this time I'm going to say three and a half. Three and a half? All right, and I'm actually going to give it a four and a half. Because I, I really liked them. Uh, I'm really excited to see where it's going. I loved the, the conversation about Alderaan. Love the flashbacks. 
loved seeing Alderaan, more of Alderaan in canon. And uh, seeing a young Princess Leia, seeing a flashback at all. That's not something we see in the movies at all. Flashbacks? You know, we don't really see him in... Nope. Haven't seen him much in canon. So, maybe, I wonder if we'll see a flashback in The Force Awakens. Who knows? Cool. Are they setting up flashbacks? I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we are done with our review. Now we're going to go over to the question and answer council. And we have a special guest, like I mentioned earlier. So, let's walk on down the hall to the question and answer council. It's behind these large doors. Oh, we're opening the door now. Here we are in the question and answer council. Have a seat. Oh, look, who's here? All right, so here we are at the question and answer council, and we have with us today's special guest, Annie Stoll. Welcome, Annie. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, so the way this works is uh, one of us will ask a question, the other two will answer it, and then the person who asks the question will answer it themselves. And since we have... A special guest today, uh, Annie, is going to be asking the question in my place. So, uh, we will start with Liam. Liam, can you ask your question? What's your favorite battle in only the Star Wars movies? Hmm. Anna, you want to start? I don't know. I don't know what my favorite battle is. They're all so good. I would say maybe um, the Ewok battle on Endor. I think that might be my favorite. Nice. That's really good. I think I would have to go with the classic first battle for the Death Star. Mm. <laughs> so, it's yeah. so quotable. It's so it's so exciting, and I, I love it. Yeah. Whenever we're driving anywhere, like to the grocery store, I'm always I always go almost <laughs> there. Yeah. Almost target. there. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. <laughs> All the battles are really good, though. They do a really good job of kind of switching between, you know, the, the action and your protagonist. It's hard to pick one. Yeah. Okay, um, Liam, what's your answer? My favorite battle is, um, what's the um, one on Kamino? Well, not Kamino, I mean, um, the Ewok. Oh, on Geonosis? Um, on Utapau, um, where... Oh, on Utapau, wait, is that the one where like all the Geonosians are? And then, oh, on Geonosis. Like, in the little um, circle. Oh, inside. the arena, the Geonosian arena, when all the Jedi. Oh, show it's up. a good one. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. That's your favorite, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's also his favorite level to play in the Lego Star Wars. Uh, oh, that's game. fun. <laughs> that's a stressful battle. I felt really nervous for everyone in that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> so is it just the arena, Liam, or is it also the like the Clone Wars battle that rages on outside the arena after that? Or is it just the arena battle? Which is that? The Clone Wars battle that goes like, on after. Mm, yeah. Cool. All right, Anna. What's your favorite Rebels episode? Favorite Rebels episode? That's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is pretty weird, but every time I see an episode, I say this is my favorite, but then the next time I say, no, this is my favorite, then the next time I say, no, this is my favorite. <laughs> so I am going to have to go with Firecast Galaxy. Oh, that's good. That's my probably second favorite. I think Out of Darkness is my favorite because it's like the Hera and the Sabine team up, but Fire Across the Galaxy is really good. Yeah, we we went a little nuts watching that episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, in all fairness, kind of like the two episodes before uh, Rebels Resolve and Call to Action kind of lead right into that. So to me, it's kind of like all three of them in one are pretty good. That's true, yeah. I have two favorites. Okay, go for it. Um, Fire Across the Galaxy, a teeny bit more than the other. Like, Mm -hmm. only a teeny bit, but... And then, um, what's it called, the one where Oh, oh. Uh, the Path of the Jedi. Path of Jedi. And Path of the Jedi. I think that's a really good favorites. one. Yeah, that was that was really good. I love that's true. I loved Yoda in that. And... Yeah, oh, I mean, that all the episodes are good, and they all have really good names. Yeah, that's so true. Mm-hmm. That's so true. They're all like <laughs> they're all like like titles of novels or something. Yeah, like Rise of the yeah. Old Masters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Daddy pointed out that. The Spark Rebellion and Fire Across the Galaxy kind of fit well together. Yeah. They really do. It's a good point. Yeah, because the end of the season is big, like, explosion, and then the starting is like, like, like... Little spark. Starting of a new dawn. Yeah. Oh. No, it's true. Ironically yeah. enough, New Dawn is the name of the book. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they so, yeah. Know, I just, they, they know I just it. say it. It just sounds like a so good title. I just say it. A new no, Dawn. it really does. Yeah, it, it is a great title. That would have been a good title for episode seven, I think. But... Oh, I know. They use it up. <laughs> Not that The Force Awakens isn't great and totally mysterious and drives it me crazy is. every time I think about it. But <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Uh, no, I'm excited so, for it. Yeah. All right, Danny, you're up. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, what is your favorite chopper moment? Your favorite chopper moment? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> There's so many good ones. <laughs> oh, you mean like the... In in, in, uh, in all of Rebels, your favorite, my favorite scene my with favorite, chopper. My favorite one yes, is lady? when Ezra is sitting on Ezra um, in, on chopper's head when chopper's <laughs> going in circles. And um and Ezra keeps hitting him in the head with the wrench. <laughs> That's my good thing. <laughs> oh, you came good. up with that really quick, Liam. <laughs> I, I have two favorites. Oh, I love it. You have two favorites, Anna? Mm-hmm. The one where Chopper is like throwing the milk containers at Ezra. <laughs> oh yeah, that was my favorite too. I love it. And then what was the other one? There's so many. Oh yeah, and then the one where um where Ezra in Fire Across the Galaxy, Ezra is oh, yeah, wants to go to Canaan and <laughs> Chopper sets off that like alarm by purpose. That yes. was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I was I knew you were talking about well like every single thing is so funny, so I'm just gonna need to go with Every scene of Chopper. Every scene. No, it's true. I loved when he was kind of sassy to R2-D2. That was my favorite. And then um, when they were kind of... Go, go. What were you saying? Oh, my favorite was also when um, Shabu was like, Mm -hmm. oh, we could... Can the Jeep destroyed? And then then Chopper was like... And then knocked him out the bottom of the ship. We could probably... by this point, we could probably talk about chopper things for hours. I know, me too. He's so good. <laughs> I think you had a second one, Annie. 
Oh, whatever. yeah, I was going to say, oh, I love when um, they're trying to come up out of, like, the sewer, and, like, Chopper's, like, trying really hard to, like, you know, undo the seal, and they just kind of, like, fly up, and he's all like, oh, you're welcome. Like, he's <laughs> that was so, so great. Funny. <laughs> oh, and uh, one of the funny parts was when Chopper's trying to open the sewer with, like, his arms. I'm not sure yes. if you were talking about this. Yes, what I'm talking about. Arm, and then, and then Kanan just sticks his lightsaber out. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I think I'll answer this one, too, because Good. it's so fun. <laughs> uh, mine was the scene in that same episode when he pushed the droid into the sewer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> into uh, the sewer? Into the, into the sewer, yeah, before they before it got sealed up. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, he's kind of a homicidal maniac, but whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, like, he, like kicked those yeah, torturers into space. But he's adorable. <laughs> yeah. He's adorable. Oh, yeah. And then it's funny when the, um, we get to see the droid that Chopper knocked out, like, in mm. the middle of two loaf counts. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Annie, for, for coming along on our uh, question and answer council. Oh, thanks. It was fun. Thanks again to Annie Stoll for being so generous with her time and being such a great guest. If you haven't already, we strongly suggest going back to listen to our interview with her. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to Children of the Force. This has been episode three. Uh, coming up soon, we're going to have a Reaction Core episode where we review and give our thoughts about the complete first season of Rebels. And we'll be doing Clone Wars Reaction Core episodes in between the seasons of Rebels. Uh, like I said earlier, I think we're going to be doing a Night Sisters Reaction Core after we finish that arc. Because I think we're going to have a lot to talk about after you guys watch those. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so for Children of the Force, I am Alan Nawatsky. I'm Anna. And I'm Nia. I'm six years old. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at Force Children. Facebook, we are Children of the Force. You can email us at forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.childrenoftheforce.com. And uh, when you're on our website, you can actually leave us a voicemail. Just click on the uh, link on the left-hand side of the page that says Send Children of the Force a Voicemail. And uh, that'll open up a page where you can actually just record a voicemail right on your computer. And we will more than likely play it on the show. Uh, unless you use, you know, swear words or something. <laughs> but if you have any thoughts about anything we talk about on the show... Or if you have a question that you want to ask, you could be part of the question and answer council. Uh, ask the question, we'll answer it. It'll be fun. So that is that. And uh, finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Let your friends know about us. Share us. All that good stuff. Anything you'd like to say in closing, Anna? Yeah. Yeah? Ha 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 